We're back here on the War Room on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, the managing sports editor of the Parsons Sun and Shadoo Tribune. We've got Kelsey Overracker, the Cherryville Chargers girls basketball coach with us. Uh, Kelsey, uh, one thing that's interesting this year is uh, they, they ex- Keisha extended the deadline uh, on when you got to submit your final records. Uh, usually it's you submit them kind of mid this week, that middle of the week during the uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, during the final week of the season now it goes to saturday so you're going to see teams that had to push some games back get that last game in do you have a hot take on that a lot of times you never even got that last game against humboldt submitted for your record i'm curious how just thoughts on getting that 20th game in for a substate seating um to be honest with you sean i didn't really even know that uh yeah it's funny that you say that though, because i was talking you just work there i was talking to abby and pat last night about it and pat was saying no i have because he wasn't sure i guess they play on friday this week correct yeah. uh yeah so we abby and i were kind Farabi, the St. Mary's Colgan girls coach, and Pat Shibe, the Parsons yeah. coach. You guys are a little click of three over yeah, there. Yeah, we were kind of giving him a little crap because we're like, dude, your game's not even going to count on Friday, but... It does. <laughs> sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like it does. Um, well, and it, it might be good news to Abby, too. I mean, they, they had a team that did a scheduling conflicts, I guess, so they're going to end up with 19. And uh, Obviously, she's looking for a state tournament run there, so um, they're looking for a game, so might be some good information for her to know it's always uh interesting to see uh you know you guys generally get together and play in the summer once a couple times a year if that uh but it's all you know you guys each of those three programs are in good but unique places parsons obviously they have a winning record they were ranked at one point this year they have they have a mid-season tournament championship just like you guys uh but they struggle with their point guard play i tell pat he needs to convince he should go try and convince Jaylee Reese to transfer <laughs> and uh they might light it up uh it's fun to watch Jaylee play point guard you guys are coming off a state tournament berth Abby coming off a state tournament berth and they're right number one in class 2a uh what kind of insights do you feel like you've gathered from each other as you guys are kind of both on an ascent but you're at different places on the mountain so to speak how what how have you guys kind of evolved together um you know I mean we just like you said we all three have Honestly, totally different teams. Uh, mm. Abby obviously has her dynamic duo inside. That uh, if, if anyone can stop that, I, I w- I'm going to be surprised. Um, so she's got something special going there. She's got a pretty good little freshman point guard that's fun to watch. Uh, Pat, I mean, I think he's done a great job with that program. I mean, taking them from basically the bottom to, like you said, a state ranked team, and they're playing well right now. They had a big win against Labette the other night, and uh, you know, we're we're good friends. I mean, you, you talk about basketball with each other all the time. I don't think that there's one thing or another that's going to make one of us better or not but uh we do like to talk about our teams a little bit but it's kind of fun to compare sometimes we're more competitive than anything Mm -hmm. uh another interesting thing going on uh at cherryville this week is the boys uh your old head coach rodney vigil he was the girls head coach when you played there uh and made it to -to back-to-back state tournaments he's now the boys head coach at cherryville they're going to play Humboldt this week on Tuesday, and the winner, I believe, the winner of that game is going. No matter who it is, is going to earn a share of the Tri Valley League title, at least a share. Yeah, uh, I'm curious, just you know, what thoughts on that? You get to watch uh, your old your old guy, uh, your old coach, and you know someone I know you still lean on, uh, try and compete for a league title and, and do it at home. Against a good Humboldt team, too. That's not going to be an easy win by it. It's not an easy game for either team. I expect something very competitive. Uh, what kind of atmosphere, emotions, anticipation are you expecting on that one? Uh, you know, I'm not surprised for one. I mean, obviously. They played well this yeah, year. Yeah, he, he gets the best out of his kids. But with No matter if he was coaching five-year-olds or 15 or 30-year-olds, he's going to get the best out of his kids. He gets everyone to buy in what they need to buy into. 
Um, he knows the game very well. Uh, yeah, I, there's not a day that I don't, whether I see him in person, I'm either texting him, whether he texts me back or not. Um, <laughs> I, I'm always picking his brain a little bit. Um, but no, I'm not surprised at all that he, he's getting the opportunity to play for a league title. Um, even as a girls coach, he's never got to experience that. So, uh, well, at least win one. He's, mm-hmm. I don't remember if we tried to experience that or not, but, um, he's never won one. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little, uh, still a little upset that I didn't get mine done on Thursday night, but I am very excited for him. I uh, hope that Tuesday we can get a big crowd and um, the girls can get a win before them and then hopefully they can finish it out and at least share the league title. It's never been done, at least, that I remember. I don't. I know it hasn't been done in a while. I've talked to Rodney about this. I don't have the history right in front of me. He thinks they want it like a generation or it's two It's been ago. a while. It's, it's been, been a, a good while. while. Uh uh, it, he won't it, talk about it much, though. <laughs> it's, it's, it should be an electric gym in there, too, because uh, you guys are It's home. kind of a rival situation in a way, yep. Those, yeah. A lot of those kids are friends, and if they're not friends, I really don't think they like each other at all. So you either get one or the other. <laughs> and honestly, all four coaches have some good pedigrees going in there between the girls and the boys game. Yep. Yourself uh, and Aubrey Jones. Uh, Aubrey's done a good job with that Humboldt team. Um, David Taylor is a fantastic coach at Humboldt. I like watching him coach. And Rodney Vigil's done nothing but great things. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of talent, a lot of coaching pedigree in there. It, it's gonna be a good night of basketball. Yeah, I mean, the girls' side, we see each other. This will be the third time this year. Um, okay. I don't know how I feel about being the team that's two and zero right now. It's never easy to beat anyone three times, especially a competitive team that's coached well. Um, but yeah, those boys' teams. I mean, you see them any night. They've got some kids that battle and very good coaches going at it. One. Th- uh... We talked about, you know, the fact that you're one win away from the one seed. You're going to get cracks at Uniontown and Humboldt uh, to earn that one seed. Uh, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're healthy, that you're playing your best, and that you're fine-tuning some things going into the sub-state tournament. I think you and I can admit to a degree that there's not much separation between the one and two seed in terms of like what your draw is going to be or could be what and what that entails. I- I'm curious as to... Uh, an overall mindset to this week that goes beyond just maybe the two games that you got to play in the scout. How you kind of approach this week to ensure that you're in the be- you're seated in the best possible position going into Substate. Um, you know I don't have a great answer for that. I do know that going into Substate, you want to be playing your best basketball. You want to be as healthy as possible, but you obviously can't look overlook any games. I mean, um, at the end of the day, I mean you have to be. You, you're playing your best game on that substate night no matter what. And whether that happens to be the one seed, whether it happens to be the eight seed, I mean, it's any given night. And we've seen that ourselves. We've never been the one seed. Uh, my first year, we upset Gerard as like the five seed when they were the one seed. You never know. Um, so, honestly, if, if we're asking if we're going to be sitting kids more, resting kids more, probably not. I mean, we're going to go play the game like we're supposed to play. We're going to try to fix some things that we need to fix. Um, I don't want to change the kids' mindsets of saying, hey, these games are more important than another, but... Um, we just want to be playing our best basketball is what we're going to be looking forward to. One thing, and you talk about fixing some things, you know, and I, I, I talked about the type of team that g- gives you a little trouble, and that seems with a lot of size that might just sit back in a zone mm-hmm. and, and make you try and pick it apart. Another thing that was problematic in both uh, in some of your losses this year is for you're a team that has so many scoring options. Jaylee Reeser can uh, score off the dribble and obviously is a great shooter. Kelsey Lance, similar type of. Uh, scoring mentality, so to speak. Uh, she's probably a little bit better, at least with contact inside. Bethany Umbarger uh, can can work inside as well and score from mid-range. Uh, and you've got a lot of girls around there that are perfectly comfortable launching mid-range 
in corner threes and threes from the perimeter. That can hit them at a good clip. Cadence yeah. Foreman scored, what, 12 points in the first quarter against uh, Fredonia the other night? Yeah, she had 12 or 14 in the first, finished with 18. Yeah, yeah I mean, you just never know who it might come from. Mm-hmm. You've had two scoreless quarters this year. I mean, it, it is very rare for a team with, with such talent on offense and such widespread scoring options to go that dry, and even in your loss at the Odisha, where it wasn't a scoreless quarter, you had a you just were not on offensively that game. Have you thought about that at all, and what maybe leads to that, and how how do you break out of a slump mid game like that? Um, yeah, I definitely thought about it, Sean. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they're kids and they're girls. Um, I think that there are times that they just get and. I, selfishly, in a way, I think that the kids try too much sometimes. Not necessarily saying they want it all to happen because of them, but they're just trying to make plays. And sometimes, I mean, we've seen it a couple times this year. Just, we just we just can't hit anything. And I think we saw it the night, third quarter against Eureka. I mean, we were up two after half, and um, we had some good looks at the basket. We had some looks that we usually hit, and we just couldn't hit them. And, I mean, I don't think it was anything that really Eureka was doing. They might have sped us up a little bit, but we were still getting the looks we wanted. We just weren't hitting them. Um, and, th- and those are things that, I mean, we just got to get in the gym a little bit more. We got to have more reps. And, I mean, our kids know that. We talk about it all the time. If we're going to shoot these kind of shots, if we're going to be relying on these kind of things, we have got to get in the gym and do it outside of practice. And I think we've seen the buy-in a little bit more. Um, we're hopefully going to see a little bit more in these next two weeks and just get the kids in the gym, get them more comfortable under pressure and under pressure shots. And, and I mean, we'll hopefully see the result here in a couple weeks. To a degree, just shooting kind of basketball chalk talk with you, do you is Trying to get to the foul line when you feel like maybe a, a bit of an ice slump is coming. Do you feel is trying to get to the Ooh. foul line a point of emphasis? Do you just tell someone, tell Bethany or tell Kelsey, <laughs> get get to the paint, pump fake, get him yeah. in the air. I don't care if the shot had any chance of going in. We need to get to the line. Um, you points. know, finally against Eureka, we hit some free throws. But before that, Sean, I don't know if I would have said that was what we would want to do. We <laughs> hadn't been the most uh, high percentage shooting team free throw wise. But yeah, we so we say we tell it. I mean, Jaylee especially get to the rim. I mean, mm-hmm. that kid can she can score with contact. She's one of our best free throw shooters. She reads the floor well. I mean, she knows when to dump, when not to dump. Um, Kelsey's kind of the same way. Uh, Bethany's done a pretty good job of knowing when to kick and when not to kick. But, I mean, that, that kid's touch around the rim is pretty impressive. Um, so, uh, we, like, like I said, these next couple games, we really want to get back to our style of basketball. I think we saw some good things against Eureka. We got in some good spurts there that, I mean, even the number seven team, 3A, I mean, it, it's stacked in 3A. And, I mean, if you're playing that type of team, where you, you we were comfortable. We were comfortable for a while there. We got in a little foul trouble in the second half, and it kind of took us out of our game. We got a little tired, but um, we saw some good things, and I'm a little excited about that. Uh, last thing before we go, we're gonna I'm going to shift gears on you real hard real quick, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, you were in, you're a great college athlete. You played at Labette Community College for basketball for one year. Then you shifted to softball for two years. A proud all-conference outfielder. You won a conference title under Ryan Phillips at Labette. You have a player that's going to go play for Ryan Phillips and Jenny Bunyard. I love watching Jenny Bunyard play. She is, she, it, I swear she likes defense more than she <laughs> likes offense. And yeah. that it is rare to find that type of mentality. Uh, she's going to get, uh, she's going to get her shot at Labette uh, with softball. Under Ryan Phillips, you obviously know Jenny. You coached her for four years. You know Ryan. You played with him for two, uh, and you still go watch games. I see you all the time watching games in, at, in the spring here in Parsons. Uh, what do you kind of ex- – how do you expect Jenny to be able to handle not just college athletics but handle and college softball, but handle Ryan Phillips? How do you anticipate <laughs> that? Uh, that type of relationship under, under um, you know, Judy's gonna fit in. She she's a gritty player. She goes hard all the time. Uh, she's very coachable. 
Uh, she she's got that she's got that competitor attitude. Like I said, she likes to play defense, but she she's just a hard nosed player. She's gonna go out. She's gonna compete. She's gonna give you every ounce of effort that she has. She's gonna go out and do whatever her team needs needs her to do. Um, as far as Ryan, I mean, I think she's gonna he's gonna love her. I mean, I think that they're uh, they're both very competitive. Um, he's he's not quite as mean as he used to be, so I think that helps a little Everybody bit. Everybody says that. <laughs> uh, no, but. I'm excited. Uh, it's always fun to see kids around here getting to play at the next level, especially when you can continue to watch them do so. And uh, yeah, I, I told Ryan about her for a reason. Um, I'm excited for. Her. I think he's gonna like her. She's gonna like him, and I think it's a good little match. Uh, well, that'll do it. It should be. This is gonna be a fun week, Kelsey. This is my favorite time of year. Not just uh, the last week of the regular season, but getting into that sub state. It, it gets to every. It, you're. It's live or die at this point, and but we're all here for it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. That'll do it on the War Room here on KOKC Radio. Thank you, as always, to Kelsey Overracker for coming in. Uh, you're always your Doors always open to you whenever you want to come in and, and shoot the breeze. Uh, and everybody enjoy what should be a very fun week of athletics. Can't forget about wrestling in their postseason. Their state tournament um, is this week. Uh, we've got college basketball approaching the postseason. It, 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 is, it is crunch time for everybody. Everybody stay safe, and God bless. We're back here on the War Room on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, the managing sports editor of the Parsons Sun and Chanute Tribune. We've got Kelsey Overacker, the Cherryville Chargers girls basketball coach with us. Uh, Kelsey, uh, one thing that's interesting this year is uh, they, they ex- Keisha extended the deadline uh, on when you got to submit your final records. Uh, usually it's you submit them kind of mid this week, that middle of the week during the uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, during the final week of the season now it goes to saturday so you're going to see teams that had to push some games back get that last game in do you have a hot take on that a lot of times you never even got that last game against humboldt submitted for your record i'm curious how just thoughts on getting that 20th game in for a substate seating um to be honest with you, sean i didn't really even know that uh <laughs> yeah it's funny that you say that though, because i was talking you just to, work there <laughs> i was talking to abby and pat last night about it and pat was saying no i have because he wasn't sure i guess they play on friday this week correct yeah. uh yeah so we abby and i were kind Farabi, the St. Mary's Colgan girls coach, and Pat Shibe, the Parsons yeah. coach. You guys are a little click of three over yeah, there. Yeah, we were kind of giving him a little crap because we're like, dude, your game's not even going to count on Friday, but it does. <laughs> sounds like <laughs> sounds like it does. Um, well, and it, it might be good news to Abby too. I mean, they they had a team that didn't uh, scheduling conflicts, I guess, so they're going to end up with nineteen. And uh, obviously, she's looking for a state tournament run there, so um, they're looking for a game. So might be some good information for her to know it's always uh interesting to see uh you know I, you guys generally get together and play in the summer once a couple times a year if that uh but it's all you know it's, you guys each of those three programs are in good but unique places parsons obviously they have a winning record they were ranked at one point this year they have they have a mid-season tournament championship just like you guys uh but they struggle with their point guard play i tell pat he needs to convince he should go try and convince Jay Lee Reese to transfer <laughs> and uh they might light it up uh it's fun to watch Jay Lee play point guard you guys are coming off a state tournament berth Abby coming off a state tournament berth and they're ranked number one in class 2a uh what kind of insights do you feel like you've gathered from each other as you guys are kind of both on an ascent but you're at different places on the mountain so to speak how what how have you guys kind of evolved together um you know I mean we just like you said we all three have Honestly, totally different teams. Uh, mm. Abby obviously has her dynamic duo inside. That uh, if, if anyone can stop that, I, I w- I'm going to be surprised. Um, so she's got something special going there. She's got a pretty good little freshman point guard that's fun to watch. 
uh, Pat, I mean, I think he's done a great job with that program. I mean, taking them from basically the bottom to, like you said, a state-ranked team, and they're playing well right now. They had a big win against Labette the other night, and, uh, you know, we're, we're good friends. I mean, you, you talk about basketball with each other all the time. I don't think that there's one thing or another that's going to make one of us better or not, but uh, we do like to talk about our teams a little bit, but it's kind of fun to compare sometimes. We're more competitive than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh- Another interesting thing going on uh, at Cherryville this week is the boys. Uh, your old head coach, Rodney Vigil, he was the girls' head coach when you played there uh, and made it to back-to-back state tournaments. He's now the boys' head coach at Cherryville. They're going to play Humboldt this week on Tuesday, and the winner, I believe, the winner of that game is going. No matter who it is, is going to earn a share of the Tri Valley League title, at least a share. Yeah, uh, I'm curious, just you know, what. Thoughts on that? You get to watch uh, your old your old guy, uh, your old coach, and you know someone I know you still lean on, uh, try and compete for a league title and, and do it at home against a good Humboldt team too. That's not going to be an easy win by it. It's not an easy game for either team. I expect something very competitive. Uh, what kind of atmosphere, emotions, anticipation are you expecting on that one? Uh, you know, I'm not surprised for one. I mean, obviously. They played well this yeah, year. Yeah, he, he gets the best out of his kids. But with No matter if he was coaching five-year-olds or 15 or 30-year-olds, he's going to get the best out of his kids. He gets everyone to buy in what they need to buy into. Um, he knows the game very well. Uh, yeah, I, there's not a day that I don't, whether I see him in person, I'm either texting him, whether he texts me back or not. Um, <laughs> I, I'm always picking his brain a little bit. Um but, no, I'm not surprised at all that he, he's getting the opportunity to play for a league title. Um, even as a girls coach, he's never got to experience that. So, uh, well, at least win one. He's, mm-hmm. I don't remember if we tried to experience that or not. But um, he's never won one. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little, uh, still a little upset that I didn't get mine done on Thursday night. But I am very excited for him. I uh, hope that Tuesday we can get a big crowd and um, the girls can get a win before them. And then hopefully they can finish it out and at least share the league title. It's never been done, at least, that I remember. I don't. Th- I know it hasn't been done in a while. I would talk to Rodney about this. I don't have the history right in front of me. He thinks th- they want it like a generation or it's two. It's been ago. a while. It's, it's been, been a, a good while. while. Uh, uh, it, he won't it, talk about it much though. <laughs> it's, it's it should be an electric gym in there too because uh, you guys. Are it's home. kind of a rival situation in a way. Yep. Those yeah. a lot of those kids are friends, and if they're not friends, I really don't think they like each other at all. So you either get one or the other. <laughs> And honestly, all four coaches have some good pedigrees going in there between the girls and the boys game. Yourself uh, and Aubrey Jones. Uh, Aubrey's done a good job with that Humboldt team. Um, David Taylor is a fantastic coach at Humboldt. I like watching him coach. And Rodney Vigil's done nothing but great things. I mean, there's a lot a lot of talent, a lot of coaching pedigree in there. It, it's going to be a good night of basketball. Yeah, I mean, the girls' side, we see each other. This will be the third time this year. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about being the team that's 2-0 and right now. It's never easy to beat anyone three times, especially a competitive team that's coached well. Um, but, yeah, those boys' teams, I mean, you see them any night. They've got some kids that battle and very good coaches going at it. One thing... Uh, we talked about, you know, the fact that you're one win away from the one seed. You're going to get cracks at Uniontown and Humboldt uh, to earn that one seed. Uh, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're healthy, that you're playing your best, and that you're fine-tuning some things going into the sub-state tournament. I think you and I can admit to a degree that there's not much separation between the one and two seed in terms of like what your draw is going to be or could be what and what that entails. I- I'm curious as to... Uh, 
an overall mindset to this week that goes beyond just maybe the two games that you got to play in the scout. How you kind of approach this week to ensure that you're in the be- you're seated in the best possible position going into Substate. Um, you know, I don't have a great answer for that. I do know that going into Substate, you want to be playing your best basketball. You want to be as healthy as possible, but you obviously can't look overlook any games. I mean, um, at the end of the day, I mean, you have to be. You, you're playing your best game on that substate night no matter what. And whether that happens to be the one seed, whether it happens to be the eight seed, I mean, it's any given night. And we've seen that ourselves. We've never been the one seed. Uh, my first year, we upset Gerard as like the five seed when they were the one seed. You never know. Um, so, honestly, if, if we're asking if we're going to be sitting kids more, resting kids more, probably not. I mean, we're going to go play the game like we're supposed to play. We're going to try to fix some things that we need to fix. Um, I don't want to change the kids' mindsets of saying, hey, these games are more important than another, but um, we just want to be playing our best basketball is what we're going to be looking forward to. One thing, and you talk about fixing some things, you know, and I, I, I talked about the type of team that g- gives you a little trouble, and that seems with a lot of size that might just sit back in a zone mm-hmm. and, and make you try and pick it apart. Another thing that was problematic in both uh, in some of your losses this year is for you're a team that has so many scoring options. J.D. Reeser can uh, score off the dribble and obviously is a great shooter. Kelsey Lance, similar type of uh, scoring mentality, so to speak. Uh, she's probably a little bit better, at least with contact inside. Bethany Umbarger uh, can can work inside as well and score from mid-range. Uh, and you've got a lot of girls around there that are perfectly comfortable launching mid-range <laughs> and corner threes and threes from the perimeter. That can hit them at a good clip. Cadence yeah. Foreman scored, what, 12 points in the first quarter against... Uh, Fredonia the other night? Yeah, she had 12 or 14 in the first, finished with 18. Yeah, yeah I mean, you just never know who it might come from. Mm-hmm. You've had two scoreless quarters this year. I mean, it, it is very rare for a team w- with such talent on offense and such widespread scoring options to go that dry. And even in your loss at the Odisha, where it wasn't a scoreless quarter, you had a you just were not on offensively that game. Have you thought about that at all and what maybe leads to that? And how how do you break out of a slump mid-game like that? Um, Yeah, I definitely thought about it, Sean. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they're kids and they're girls. Um, I think that there are times that they just get, and I, selfishly in a way, I think that the kids try too much sometimes. Not necessarily saying they want it all to happen because of them, but they're just trying to make plays. And sometimes, I mean, we've seen it a couple times this year. We just we just can't hit anything. And I think we saw it the night, third quarter against Eureka. I mean, we were up two after half, and um, we had some good looks at the basket. We had some looks that we usually hit, and we just couldn't hit them. And, I mean, I don't think it was anything that really Eureka was doing. They might have sped us up a little bit, but we were still getting the looks we wanted. We just weren't hitting them. Um, and, th- and those are things that, I mean, we just got to get in the gym a little bit more. We got to have more reps. And, I mean, our kids know that. We talk about it all the time. If we're going to shoot these kind of shots, if we're going to be relying on these kind of things, we have got to get in the gym and do it outside of practice. And I think we've seen the buy-in a little bit more. Um, we're hopefully going to see a little bit more in these next two weeks and just get the kids in the gym, get them more comfortable under pressure and under pressure shots. And, and I mean, we'll hopefully see the result here in a couple weeks. To a degree, just shooting kind of basketball chalk talk with you, do you is Trying to get to the foul line when you feel like maybe a, a bit of an ice slump is coming. Do you feel is trying to get to the Ooh. foul line a point of emphasis? Do you just tell someone, tell Bethany or tell Kelsey, <laughs> get get to the paint, pump fake, get him yeah. in the air. I don't care if the shot had any chance of going in. We need to get to the line. Um, and get you know, points. finally against Eureka, we hit some free throws. But before that, Sean, I don't know if I would have said that was what we would want to do. We <laughs> hadn't been the most uh, high percentage shooting team free throw wise. But yeah, we so we say we tell it. I mean, Jaylee especially get to the rim. I mean, mm-hmm. that kid can she can score with contact. She's one of our best free throw shooters. 
she reads the floor well. I mean, she knows when to dump, when not to dump. Um, Kelsey's kind of the same way. Uh, Bethany's done a pretty good job of knowing when to kick and when not to kick. But, I mean, that, that kid's touch around the rim is pretty impressive. Um, so, uh, we, like, like I said, these next couple games, we really want to get back to our style of basketball. I think we saw some good things against Eureka. We got in some good spurts there that, I mean, even the number seven team, 3A, I mean, it, it's stacked in 3A. And, I mean, if you're playing that type of team where you, you – we were comfortable. We were comfortable for a while there. We got in a little foul trouble in the second half, and it kind of took us out of our game. We got a little tired. But um, we saw some good things, and I'm a little excited about that. Uh, last thing before we go, we're gonna I'm gonna shift gears on you real hard, real quick. But uh, you know, you were in you're a great college athlete. You played at Labette Community College for basketball for one year, then you shifted to softball for two years. A proud all conference outfielder. You won a conference title under Ryan Phillips at Labette. You have a player that's gonna go play for Ryan Phillips and Jenny Bunyard. I love watching Jenny Bunyard play. She is. She, it, I swear she likes defense more than she <laughs> likes offense, and yeah. that it is rare to find that type of mentality. Uh, she's gonna get uh, she's gonna get her shot at Labette uh, with softball under Ryan Phillips. You obviously know Jenny. You coached her for four years. You know Ryan. You played with them for two, uh, and you still go watch game. I see you all the time watching games in, at, in the spring here in Parsons. Uh, what do you kind of ex- how do you expect Jenny to be able to handle not just college athletics, but Handled and college softball, but handle Ryan Phillips. How do you anticipate that uh, that type of relationship under? under um, you know, going? Judy's gonna fit in. She she's a gritty player. She goes hard all the time. Uh, she's very coachable. Uh, she she's got that she's got that competitor attitude. Like I said, she likes to play defense, but she she's just a hard nosed player. She's gonna go out. She's gonna compete. She's gonna give you every ounce of effort that she has. She's gonna go out and do whatever her team needs needs her to do. Um, as far as Ryan, I mean, I think she's gonna he's gonna love her. I mean, I think that they're uh, they're both very competitive. Um, he's he's not quite as mean as he used to be, so I think that helps a little Everybody bit. Everybody says that. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm excited. Uh, it's, it's always fun to see kids around here getting to play at the next level, especially when you can continue to watch them do so. And uh, yeah, I, I told Ryan about her for a reason. Um, I'm excited for. Her. I think he's gonna like her. She's gonna like him, and I think it's a good little match. Uh, well. That'll do it. It should be. This is gonna be a fun week, Kelsey. This is my favorite time of year. Not just uh, the last week of the regular season, but getting into that sub state. It, it gets to every. It, you're. It's live or die at this point, and it's what we're all here for, isn't it? Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. That'll do it on the war room here on KLKC Radio. Thank you as always to Kelsey Overracker for coming in. Uh, you're always your doors always open to you whenever you want to come in and, and shoot the breeze. Uh, and everybody enjoy what should be a very fun week of athletics. Can't forget about wrestling in their postseason. Their state tournament um, is this week. Uh, we've got college basketball approaching the postseason. It, it is it is crunch time for everybody. Everybody stay safe, and God bless.